Hi, and welcome to our 33rd podcast of Keen Minds, in which we tackle episode 419 of NBC's The Blacklist, uh, which is Dr. Kriv, um, Bogdan Ivanovich Krilov, and he's number 29. I am Tessa from Criminally Sane, and... I am Jen, a.k.a. Takata Cycle. And we gotta say this was an interesting episode, wouldn't you say? We are having a little bit of giggle attacks because of items unrelated to the podcast. So if you hear us giggling all that, maybe because we're happy with all the things that have happened, even though we have not had one of the keen members um, of the of the couple around, but we're still happy. Or we've just lost our minds. It's really either or. Um. Yeah, it's possible. It's entirely possible. Tessa's got a little brighter view on it. I'm just, I know that I'm done. <laughs> My brain's gone. It's all right. It's been a long week. <laughs> yeah, I I have missed Tom. And, like, as the resident, like, insane, crazy Tom fan of the podcast and the oh, Keen Squared Shipper. I'm pretty much yeah, a you're fan a pretty of big me. Tom fan. Um, I'm not a as shipper. The, as the resident Keen Squared Shipper of the podcast. There yeah, we go. Yeah. Um, I will say that. Like, I have missed having him there. I've missed him as a character. I have missed having them together on the show. But I I haven't... He would have fit. Yeah. He would have fit there. There's so much going on right now. They could have. It it just would have been... It would have had to have been hashed out differently than they've got going right now. And with Redemption, with the way they set up Redemption, there just wasn't a way to... I mean, that and, by the way, Ryan as much energy as this man has, he still has not figured out how to be in two places at once. And I think at least through this episode and maybe even through the next episode, they were still on simultaneous uh, recording and so well, uh, filming. In, and in fact, even time-wise, if you think about that last episode, they um, they were talking about how to, what kind of time was Tom having. So that means that... Any news of the arrest of Scotty or or Howard coming back uh, to life have not been made public because none of it has been mentioned. It's just Red asking, so how he's doing? Yeah. So we are still in the first six weeks of, of this. I wouldn't go that far. I mean, it, it's but I would definitely say that Scotty Scotty's arrest or impending arrest is not uh, Howard has not come out publicly on television yet. Exactly. So it's the first six weeks because that happened in episode well, I guess, uh, yeah. seven. Yeah, I guess that's true. So um, we're 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 still time wise. Uh, he's still over there, and it wouldn't be possible to have him here. Uh, I miss him. I I always. But um, we're, we've been provided with a lot of sarcasm going around, and and Samar has picked up the um. Okay, I know that I've been really, really hard on Samar the last couple of podcasts, and I really liked her in this episode, and as the roomie made this comment, and someone else on Tumblr made this comment uh, privately, that we said that they backed off on the Saram stuff. I I am a huge Saram shipper. I love the idea of Saram, or I did. I mean, I'm kind of iffy about it now, but they've done so much damage to it, but... They, they backed off of it so that it's still brewing in the background, but it wasn't it wasn't taking over Samar and Aram's scenes, which was nice. You got to see them, not their drama. I mean, uh, yeah. in, in the Dembe Zuma episode, you got to see Aram 
And then when Samara was there, it was all some uh, Saram drama. And then last week for both of them, it was all Saram drama. And then this week, you, you didn't get a lot for either of them, but at least the drama was dialed back. You saw the characters and not the chaos, which was mm-hmm. nice. And it's a breath of fresh air. I... I don't watch this show for a soap opera. I don't want to be exhausted on the emotional front with that. I, You know, and I understand, as a writer, I understand you have to have conflict, but there's a difference between, there's a fine line between conflict and getting into soapy zone of how much can we throw at these characters and how badly can we make them hate each other before they fall madly in love? Eh, you know, it's, and when you've got two two characters in which the storyline is a big storyline like Tom and Liz throughout season two and three you have more time to hash that out with Saram it just feels like it's that's all there's been to it and it's been exhausting mm. I, I found uh, 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 Samara really good in this episode and, and yeah. he basically had no Aram but Aram had a episode, lot of work this episode I loved her in it she was fantastic in this episode yeah she was like all pink in in, what was the word all pink and perfect perfect that was it yeah Yeah, it was great and and I do think that the writers I've seen them do this time and time again they did this back in season 3 is is the first time that pops into my well not the first time but like the, the big one that pops into my head where you had a complaint from one side of the fandom, a rebuttal from the other side, and the writers came out and were like, okay, this is what we mean by this. This was the intention. And it was the bit with wrestlers saying, you know, Tom laid a hand on you, and I can't forgive that. Which is very in character for wrestler. Mm-hmm. But Liz coming up and saying, I kept him on a boat. I tortured him. We're even. And Keen Squared Shippers had been saying that for ages at that point and the writers just have a way of putting stuff out there and going guys this is what we mean we've been trying to be subtle about this but people aren't catching our hint we're gonna have to be blatant now and I feel like they're getting that way with Liz to a great degree that she is not this this little princess this little perfect pink princess that just needs to be saved by her white knight be it whoever you would like to put into that slot you know she is a badass woman who lives deeply in the gray and she always has and they made it very mm. clear in this episode well i think that also as as um as we're getting towards the end of the series there was no reason before to explore who some was a grifter you know she had she was actually undercover in her own life as much as tom was she was a perfect agent she was the above the law and then you know and then the funny thing is they drop all these things that yeah she was a grifter she was stealing stuff she she never was a a, a girl scout ever chris m23 and i were talking earlier today about it that it's when tom was undercover he was so innocent that it was almost like she was the bad girl, and so she had to downplay that that bad girl sort of thing because she felt like she was overwhelming him with it. And, and she was. We were discussing that just today about how she was very much undercover in her own life and had this mask that she was wearing to be this th- this very good, very law-abiding, you know, not at all a grifter sort of individual. 
not not a thief. Yeah, and and that just was inaccurate. And I, and how cool it is that these people who are both wearing these masks were drawn to the person underneath them. Exactly, because Tom Tom was not designed that persona that he you know the 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 school teacher that wasn't designed to attract Liz. He it was designed to be invisible because yeah. she's never been attracted to anything like that. But yet. They got attracted to each other for reasons that I'm sure will become very apparent in the series, I think, because they knew each other as children. I hope so. Yeah. That's my but pet I, theory, I, and I love it. <laughs> it was it was absolutely great to see them bring that badass Liz in which she's just finally taking the cover off. And I think there is something in this that that my... that ties back all the way to mythology. Oh, yeah, definitely. I... It was interesting because I, I was discussing this with someone else again. I, I do a lot of discussions with people. Um, with uh, Samar's reaction to all of that, because my first response when I saw Samar reacting the way she was to Liz threatening the guy was, it, "This isn't like Samar's never gone this route." But the you know, cause she, in uh, season all two, three, two, yeah, four. yeah. <laughs> She, she's done that before, but the only thing I can come up with is that she and Liz were not on the same page. No, she, it was it was either she was always doing it with wrestler, and uh, or oh, she was Red. doing it and wrestler was observing. It was always her and wrestler. It was never or Red. Yeah, not never. Uh, Samar and Liz. Yeah, and so I think she was just new to it, and so she was a little bit taken back. Liz must have just worn that that mask too well. I, I, mm-hmm. And I think that she actually gained some respect from Samar this episode of, you really aren't perfect. <laughs> a little pink and perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I like it, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and so yeah. that, that was fun to watch them work together. I like watching them work together. They they work well. And... I, I think there is also this thing with Liz coming into into her own is that she's beginning to explore who she really is and when she's doing that she has less use for the cover mm-hmm. and I think that Samar in a way had also a cover on her it was a tough woman it was the one who didn't care and I think she's still shedding that that she it was a um, basically a, a Mossad cover Mm-hmm. You know, the things that she had to do in order to get the things that she had wanted to achieve. She she was on this Saudin Hassan and, you know, she's starting to come off that. And I think that she's also finding her footing, finding out who she's really now. Well, I mean, you're also looking at two totally different cultures, like the one that she grew up in and the one that we live in. The, the culture that she grew up in, it would be less likely for a woman to be doing what she's doing. She would have had to have fought harder, fought stronger, you know, uh, put put up that that facade of just being invincible to get to where she needed to be in that culture. I mean, it's just it's just different parts of the world. It's you know what it is, mm-hmm. and so and but honestly, from what I understand, the FBI is very male driven. So you know, I'm sure she had to wear it there too. Yeah. Does, did, you know. <laughs> and so I mean it's it's I, I think she runs into that a lot. And it was interesting because most of the times we've we have totally have seen, you know, an equal 
partnership between Samar and Wrestler and Liz and Wrestler. In, in times, you know, they have had to save him or he had had to save them. Um, and, and I like that about the show, that it doesn't portray damsels in distress. It, it portrays real agents. Well, we, we've talked about that before, how they give us really awesome, strong women in this show and how, how fun that is. They, they really do. And so, but they've got I, they've got quite a few female writers on staff. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I consistently see fem- you know see ladies' names pop up, you know, as as fairly regular writers. So, you know, they've got a good mix on the writing staff, and that's how that's how you get well-rounded characters, and you don't get cliches, and you keep your writing staff well-rounded. Yeah. What did you think about um, about Gail? So, I I was so obsessed with Gail last week. I, I feel like I kind of took a step back this week. Um, mm, I was not... You're coming over to my camp, huh? I, you know, be careful there. Um, <laughs> you guys can't see her, but Tessa has a very smug face going on over there. <laughs> I do. <laughs> it's okay. I predict that everybody um, will be on my side by the end of the, uh, of the season. I, you know, I... If Gail I, makes I it that far... I, trust him coming in but I liked him right now my distrust in him is starting to outweigh my like of him because there were a couple of things he and I made the comment last week I said the moment he screws with wrestler he's you know that's rest before Gale every day um and he he has fed wrestler and Liz two different stories Yes, indeed. You cut that one. Could and, you? Uh, I, I, I sat there. He, he's been telling wrestler, and, and he keeps going. You know, your former partner that you chased down, that you did this, and she was on the run. And then when, when Liz finally shows up, he goes, "Oh no, I didn't want to see you. I wanted you to see them. I've had a chance to apologize. I thought you'd want to turn." And he basically spells out everything that the task force has been doing, which he has not said to Wrestler. Ergo, I believe that he he's playing Wrestler on that. To what mm-hmm. end, I don't know. And that's that's what makes me nervous. Because I think he's playing on Wrestler's trust in him, which makes me very angry. It's like, <laughs> I, I put out something on Tumblr last night when the episode aired. I said, all I want to do is wrap Wrestler in a blanket and protect him right now. I'm well, very overprotective of Wrestler at this moment. <laughs> the, so far we have on the task force, we have Cooper in, 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 uh, in, um, in uh, Cuffs. Listening cuffs and restaurant cuffs. Yeah, we're going down the list, babe. I just it's it's very interesting, and it was also something else I caught um, that I stumbled across today. Is Wrestler and Gail's reaction to the good that the task force does? I know that Redemption put out when right before they started airing said doing doing bad things for good. Mm-hmm. And that's been a big theme with the Blacklist. And surprisingly enough, for the Boy Scout, it's been something that that he seems to be in line with. Because in Season 2, right after, um, when when uh, Detective, um, 
Wilcox. Wilcox, thank you. Uh, was coming after Liz. Uh, she nearly killed the deer hunter, and she and Rest were standing outside the house in the having that conversation in the cold. And she said, "You know, I would have killed her. I, you know, basically, I've gone too far. This has gone too far. I'm gonna give it up." And Wrestler's like, "You're the glue that holds numbers. us together. It's all about and numbers. That's, it's that's not exactly right." That's what he said. He said, "You know." Think about how many mothers and fathers and brothers and sisters and children have gone home safe because of what we do. It's a, And that's exactly it. He said it was about the numbers. And Gail turns around. He puts around. it in an interesting way because for him it's about him burying his father. And he always put it in terms of how many families have not buried a father, a mother, mm-hmm. a wife. Well, it was interesting because Gail the used very... Had- Gail used very similar language uh, last week, and I, I keyed in on that this week uh, when, when I ran across that. Mm-hmm. Um, when when he's talking to the cop at, at the, uh, I don't know where they are, so whatever PD that is of where they are. With, They're with in Reston. Where are they? Reston, Virginia. Virginia, okay. So so the, the, the police department that are there for that, that um, he says, you know, are you, are you saying that their wives didn't love them, that their children don't miss them? It just, it paralleled so nicely with what Wrestler was saying about bringing home the, the husbands and the wives and the mothers and the fathers and the brothers and sisters. Bringing those people home. And Gail is looking at and saying these people never got home. Mm. And so well, it's it's interesting to see that. And, and I haven't quite decided how I feel about what that means. But I can see the definite parallel starting to form up with the way mm-hmm. that they're viewing if if the good outweighs the bad with the task force. What what would you what would you think it would be Gail's um, reaction when and if he learns that Reddington is an informant in they bring because I think the idea is to bring him over for the task force, isn't that? I mean I think, he's a regular. I think, I think yeah, I think so. Um, I think right now he already knows Wrestler works for the task force. After this episode, I think he knows. I think he's playing Russ. I think he's playing Liz too, but that oh, yeah. can be dangerous because mm. Liz is much better <laughs> yeah. uh, suited for psychological well, warfare. They, they made the comment, the doctor made the comment about Wrestler that he was much more pliable than Liz. And bless him, he's just he's not an intelligence officer. I mean, Liz is an intelligence. Cooper is an intelligence. So many of these people, Samar is an intelligence. Wrestler is a cop. He's a federal agent. He's not. He's he, learning, though. He is. He's getting better. But it's he's behind the curve on everybody else because everyone else started there, and he's been slowly working towards it. He's a very intelligent human being. He's very clever. He's He's got good gut instincts. But he's instincts. a cop. But he's a cop. He he expects... He goes in the rules in the black and white. Exactly. Because that's where the rules live. I mean, rules don't say, well, you can kill if maybe, if you feel like it, if Which you're justified. Which is funny because the numbers make it okay to work with Reddington, but so do the orders as well. I think that's a lot of it, is that the orders tell him to do that, and so he does it. Yeah. I, I find that... Um, Gail will be a very interesting. I do think that he has a, a hidden agenda that I am still not very clear on him. I can get a good reading, but I find that that thing when he said that he went off and had to step back 
interesting. What did he do when he was stepping back? And Where what, did he go? And what made him step back? I I think you were the one that said that you think he, he lost somebody. Was that you that said that? No, I, I think that there is something that he went to the other side. He's He has some other objectives that I'm not sure what they are yet. Well, see, when... um. I think it was Brad that said that, you know, either intentionally or inadvertently that these people are working for Kate. And I just kept, mm-hmm. for some reason, my, my brain kept replacing Kate with the cabal. That I think that this is about to tie the cabal back in. It could be. I And you, I do know that you were one that thought that, that Gail may be on the cabal's payroll either cabal or 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 kate something is off with him i don't think it's kate but i do think that there's a a good possibility that he is inadvertently working for the cabal if that makes sense like wrestler Mm -hmm. when he trusted hitchin um i mean it, it would be very easy to do i wouldn't blame someone for that i mean it's not like wrestler went at it trying to trust the wrong person but good heavens, there's only so many ways you can look at it without being so paranoid you can't do your job. You know? <laughs> like, by this point, if I were in there, I would be questioning everybody. I'd never get anything done. <laughs> you know? It's a, it, it's definitely a, a character that merits a lot of, of attention. And I think that the way you've gone about observing the parallels in the the words and the things he's saying is the right way to go. Well, I, I think that it's very easy to gloss over what he's saying because he mumbles a lot. Um, the roomie... And he's crazy. He acts like crazy. Yeah. He's all yeah. over the place. Uh, but the roomie has... Um, my, my roommate, for those that don't hear me on Tumblr talk about the roomie all the time. But um, she, she has hyper hyper uh, hearing I don't know what you would call but incredibly good hearing um and she even like she she gets irritated because I use subtitles on everything to make sure I catch little Mm -hmm. things that I wouldn't normally catch and last night she goes can we just go back to that last scale uh last scale scene and put the subtitles on because I have no clue what he said I mean and I'm going thank you because I was gonna do it anyway (laughs) because neither of us could understand what he was saying to Liz and but most people won't go back and do that so that that's it's easy to gloss over what he's saying so i have a feeling there are so many little nuggets in the things that he's saying that are just getting brushed off because like you just said he's crazy he's erratic he's you know but if it were the cabal he would really know about about red so this may be an unknown enemy we may be tying back to the mold that uh victor fucking was talking about uh, that he was going to um uh, he was murdered over some information that he had about an, an illegal mole so that, something is off and i don't think he's a cabal i don't not quite sure that it is K because then he would have a lot more information. Yeah. Something is off in here, or maybe he's just a kook. I don't think he's, he's a kook. I don't. I. I don't think he's as much of a kook as he would like you to think he is. You know, um, the actor's fantastic. Like, yes, he's, he's a beautiful soul. And... Yeah, and Ricky Marciano is doing a beautiful okay, job. How do you, how do you pronounce his last name? 
Morciano? Morciano, okay. Because I, I, I was talking to someone the other day. I said, I will butcher that poor man's last name because, like, I, I can sort of pronounce, you know, like, I just, I'm bad at pronunciations in general. Like, you, you should hear me try to pronounce the French that I learned in college. It's a gorgeous language. I completely butcher it. Uh, but... So long as you can order a croissant and um, <laughs> a glass of wine, you're good. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can do that. <laughs> um, but anyway, but he is a, like, I, I have been so excited. I hope he goes into season five. I hope he becomes a regular. Like I, I thought that, that he was brought in as a regular. So he's uh, going to be a new member of the task force. I think so. And that, like, I'd, I'd heard that, but I'd also heard someone tell me that, that I had misunderstood that or they thought I might have. I don't know what the what the deal is with that. Um, so, well, the, the way it's going is like he's gonna stumble on the on the Reddington, and they're gonna have to pull him in. And if Cooper is gonna to say, go. and he may get an ultimatum. He may get a "you're with us" or "you you have a nice little box that we're gonna put you in." <laughs> yeah. And so it's I'm very excited to see where Gale goes. I hope he sticks around. I think he's I think he's fun. And like I know I've had I know I've had people in my inbox on Tumblr and just people in general say, "Oh no, they're going to push Ryan out because this new actor is in." And I'm like, "Guys, it's a small cast. They have room to expand." It's yeah, and now and and, um, and Ryan is limited by uh, renewal of uh, redemption. It depends on on if redemption's renewed. And and I'm kind of hesitant on what I I'm, I'm holding back a lot of where I think things are going until we know that because if Redemption's renewed they'll be able to do that storyline there if it's not renewed they're going to have to really taper it down and bring it into the main fold of the show I have a feeling they will now at least for, for season two yeah I renew hope it. so, I hope so. Um, what did you think about Liz um, and her memories being altered because I I, I I had a pretty good feeling that Red had no idea what she was talking about. And I believed Dr. Um, Krilov when he said that he had done it. I, and it I, don't think it was, a... I don't think it was Kate. I don't think that makes sense. Um, but unless Red's changing his M.O. in that he does not directly lie to Liz... Because he was pretty straightforward on that. I mean, yes, I, he was. It was a no. Yeah. Um, it wasn't that or so a dodge. If they were, and I'm just gonna throw this out there because because I am. No, Tom did not screw with her memories. <laughs> well, the the important thing about about that, and you know, this is now crazy town. We're going crazy town here. It's that they said it is because she discovered something about Raymond Reddington. And yeah. and I want to and I want to do a little expounding on crazy theory. So this is my crazy theory time. Okay. Um it. if you go back, I've I've written posts about the mercurial changes that Liz does. And um and you have analyzed them, you know, far more extensively than me. But I've done my little bit of character analysis, and I can trace come, every little bit. Huh? Come to the dark side of character analysis. <laughs> We're fun. We have cookies and craziness. <laughs> and timelines. <laughs> yes, timelines. We love time. See, I'm with Gail. I love I know. Dates. As soon as he said, I love dates, I'm like, I love you. <laughs> So That's me. 
this is this is where I'm standing with all of this. If you look at at Liz's behavior since season one, she has had some flips and flops over over Red that are going like Liz. I mean, let, let's let's refocus here. Liz knows that she's being abandoned by a criminal father, and there is this criminal that comes and only talks to her. And this criminal knows that her hair has changed. That's how closely he had followed her. Um, knows about her adopting a baby, um, a process that is generally, you know, quite private. And there is all these this things that he knows. You think that if you were in that same situation, you say, oops, I think this is dad. And I will only speak to Elizabeth Keene. Yeah, I mean, that her first statement, to, like, I mean, that's a pretty early on thing. She's like, are you my father? Yeah. And, and, and of course, he, she can say anything, can she? What would happen if she said, oops, I think this guy is my dad? Oh, to the FBI? I mean, she was yeah. under such scrutiny in season one. So, I mean, Wrestler didn't trust her. Cooper didn't trust her. Mira didn't trust Nobody trusted her. She was the outsider that wasn't supposed to be the outsider. She had no allies, which I think was part of Red's doing. It was part of the manipulation because it made her want to ally with him. And there was a bit in this last episode that made me very uncomfortable with him and we can go into it a little deeper when we get to red but mm -hmm. his comment to her about when she said that she was coming and she said uh gail was coming after red and he goes coming after us how can you yeah. tell the difference and I would, i'm sitting there and my brain is firing off from season two finale of i didn't want you to be like me and i'm going but now what's going on red what changed like mm. Like, it's just, it, it, like I said, a lot of this will go into Red more, but he's in such a dark place. Well, but, but I mean, we agree, right? I mean, she's there. If if she even has the FBI suspect that mm -hmm. Red is her father. Absolutely. She will be, her career will be over before he starts. And she, she you see the, the secrets early on. She finds the go box in the, in the pilot. Not Says a nothing. damn word about, about Tom. Except. Total silence. She says nothing to anybody except to Red. Why trust a criminal, a perfect stranger you just met with the fact that you just discovered boxes of your husband? Well, the same criminal that you just stabbed with a pen and fear nothing from him. You're not there like thinking, oh, this guy's going to kill me because he's a big criminal. He's She's like... Yeah, I'll stab you and mess up with me and I'll do it again. Well, you remember what Scotty said in Redemption about the fact that she felt so drawn to Tom and that she trusted him and she didn't know why. It was because there was a bond between parent and child that can't be explained. Mm -hmm. I think that that's there. And I think that's one of the reasons that Liz always... She wants to trust him regardless. I mean, this man killed her father, the man that raised her, Sam. She still trusts him. He put, put a pillow over his nose and smothered the man in his hospital bed. It was brutal. And yet she has found it within him, within her, to forgive him and move on from that. 
even to the point where he can bring Sam up and she doesn't just look at, like if I were her every time that Red brought Sam up I'd go you mean the man you killed the man that raised me that you murdered and it goes, I mean, it goes further and further because as you get in the season, it just becomes obvious. She thinks Red is her father. She finally gets the gods to ask him in 110. She, he says no. Does she believe him? No. It's 122 and she asks again. If she had believed him, she wouldn't be asking again. And, you know, he said four more wanted men. Not, we're not even going into, like, uh, you know, the four wanted men, and this time he refuses to answer. He's not saying no, he's just refusing to answer because he killed Sam to prevent her from knowing. Now she's not going to go in there. He's not going to go in there. So Tom tells her that her father is alive. She relays this to Red. Red says, no, her father is dead. Is there any reason why she would believe him now when she didn't believe in the previous times? None. See why she would. So, she, we go on, we go into season two, and she's been keeping Tom, she's in a very dark place. She's been keeping Tom prisoner. She's as dark then as Red is now. She's facing everything darkening herself. Uh, she's basically getting even, which is Red's... He, Red even gives her a little thing to wrestler. There's revenge and justice is the same thing, which is, you know, it's judicial, but it's the same thing. You know, you do something and the state will get revenge instead of the person. But hey, who's, who are we to quibble about this little thing? <laughs> um, so we go there. She finds Carla. She finds, um, uh, and then she, I think that she runs this little test to see if Red says, no, you cannot let Carla die because she's your mother. But of course, Red reads her and says that deal is going forward. She gets a little thing of, of Carla. She's basically continues. And then she goes back to the hotel. You remember that, that, that scene when she goes back to the hotel after, after Monarch Douglas Bank? And she's a surly teenager with with a temper tantrum. It's like, fine, you won. You remember that scene at the end of Monarch Duke's Mac? Go watch it again. It's I'll, I'll have to. I was gonna say yeah. I, I can't recall the scene you're talking about, and usually I can. So yeah, it is. It is a. It is a kind of scene that goes under the radar. But if you watch it, understanding that something weird going on in here. I think that, that Liz continues to believe that she's the Red's daughter. And then she has this recall. And the funny thing about that recall is Dr. Orchin doesn't see what Liz is. She only hears what Liz relates because she's seeing in her mind. So if Liz doesn't say anything, Dr. Orchin doesn't know. And we only see whatever the writers want us to see. So, did she really learn that Red was her father or learn that her father had died and they left him and it was Red's fault? Or did she learn that Red was her father and she was furious because she had never told her? So, I, I personally, well, I mean, if, if she had her memories wiped, then she could have learned anything. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's part of it. Um, if she didn't, 
I, I, I don't think that they're going to just throw this in here and they go, oh, Kaplan was just screwing with her. You know, like, I think there's something to it. I just don't know mm-hmm. what. I don't know if it was Red, if it was someone else. It could have been Katarina. I mean, it could have been, it could have been someone else. I mean, that, that orchestrated it. I don't think it was Kate. It doesn't sound like it was Red unless he's lying to her in which that shifted. Oh, Katarina is a nice option. Yeah, I mean, because, like, she's just, I swear, she's just back there lingering. And I'm like, I'm sorry, mm. but she's not dead. <laughs> you yeah. cannot convince but that, me she's dead. <laughs> I mean, it's weird what she does because she gets out of there and, yes, yeah, she's hungry with Red and she's, you know, mad at Red. But look what, what she does in the in the Deer Hunter Red scolds her, and she takes it and says, what, you're going to suspend my phone privileges? Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah. that tells you, that is a weird thing if she doesn't think that Red is her father. I, I have a write-up um, on Tumblr. I, I have a, a list on my site called, you know, Thoughts and Metas and whatnot. And I, I had a friend who ships Lizington um, that asked me maybe about a year, year and a half ago. She said, I know that you're a daddy gator. Could you explain to me why? And so it was very polite. It, it was, it was, I love those types of questions, you know, of people that just, I send those and I'm always like, I really don't, I'm not trying to stir up trouble. I genuinely want to know because <laughs> I am confused by your viewpoint and I would like to understand. Um, and that, that was the kind of request that I got from her. And that scene that you just mentioned with her going, what, are you going to ground me? It was one of the, the things that I said, the way that Liz reacts to Red, the way that Red reacts to Tom, the way that Red reacts to Liz. There, there are so many, the, the different relationships, the way that the reactions are given to me has spoken since, for me, the second episode in, I thought he was her father. I thought he was her father from the moment he appeared. It, it took me to, to the second episode. Yeah. Once I saw the way that she looked at him when he, when she comes in and when he says all these things, uh, I, I, and if I, you know, by second episode when he says it, then you can be my daughter. Like, okay, yeah, he's just having such, you're getting such a kick of saying it right in front of the FBI. Because that's right. That's where he gets his kicks. Yeah. He loves this kind of things. Uh, but you know, the, you you go in there and he's still we're still acting like father daughter. Uh, Tom come he brings Tom back and then finds Tom in the in her room. Says he's back in your life. No, he's not. Man, I could hear my father. I I mean, I I don't know that there is any woman who have grown up with a father that have not heard that that particular scene played out yeah oh yeah i it's... mean you had a boyfriend that your that your father didn't like and there was i know why there I was the scene um <laughs> yeah th- there's always that one um <laughs> but yeah it's liz i don't know where, where do you think the memories were taken that's, that's what I'm that's going. What, okay, that, yeah. that's what I'm leading because it's important to, for me, at least theory-wise, because I think that this episode was one of those that hides 
a lot of mythology that is going to take a lot of peeling to reveal. I agree. And, and, and as you, we go and we're in season two, she, she is angry as uh, doc, as, um, as Cynthia will put it as a, as a peach organ hog on him because she put Tom in her life and lied about it or didn't lie, but skillfully avoided the truth um, to put it delicately and delicately yes it yeah was so close to lying it might as well have been yeah but... it quacks like a duck you know <laughs> but he's a worth miss so we 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 give him yeah. a little more a little more room that but she saves him she starts firing at this guy had it being any other a unrelated man who hired a man to go in her life that ended up being a spy and caused her all this grief she would have not just led him to die but probably add a few bullets of her own she would have stood over him and gone all right can i help you <laughs> Bye. over here i don't think he's dead yet <laughs> you need another one come on right here yeah. <laughs> i'll just stand back then just stand back kill him she doesn't. She saves him. Yeah. She's angry. She doesn't want to hear about it. But she puts her own skin by saving him and goes to Peter Kotsiopoulos yeah. and shows him the fulcrum to save him. Not just to save him, but you is a desperate attempt. It's a last minute. You have to save him. Call the, the kill back. She puts the bullet, the, the bullseye on her own back versus Red. Exactly. Exactly. So if had it been any other relationship, that would be thoroughly unacceptable. Not even for a romantic one. She would have been the first one and say, you're manipulating me. You're putting people in my name. You're controlling me. Forget it. I'm, I'm out of it. Yet she continues. And then she kills, she kills Connolly. She says she remembers. We never see what is that she remembers, but we hear then Raymond. Raymond, I had a gun. Um, and what she does, she gets in the car after killing a man, becoming a fugitive, after killing not a man, after killing the attorney general, and puts her head in red shoulders and closes her eye, and she's in a relative peace for a few minutes. Is that not daddy? I don't know what that is. But we continue. You're not convincing me. I'm already convinced. Yeah. And then she goes on and she's on the run with a target on her back, with a cabal after her, with Solomon after her, the FBI after her. And she's smiling and she's happy and she's hearing Red's little stories and they're on the truck. They're all happy. It, they're still, and she has stopped asking, who's my father? After two years on who's my father, who's my daddy, who's my daddy, who's my daddy, it stopped. She comes back. She's happy. She goes over there. She gets the kick in the hand. And the next episode, she starts on a weird town thing. And then it's she hates red. Uh, you took the. It's it's about taking Tom's job. It's somewhere in those episodes, twelve, uh, four, uh, three. 12 and 313 Alistair Pitt and I think there is a big gap between uh, 311 and 3 
and three twelve because she's visibly pregnant in in um not in the vem she's visibly pregnant in Alistair Pitt. So there is a, a a gap there that I think that's when happened. And after that, she's back asking, you know, treating Red like she doesn't like Red and all that. And it's almost like she's starting to rediscover again that she's her father. So she comes again to the same conclusion now after he gave her life. But I think that's when it happens, between 312 and 313. When she started acting crazy again and hating Red and I uh, don't want a part of my life and I'm going to give so my that, child away. Yeah. Maybe. Just, um, I don't think Red would have been the one to do it because, I mean... No, I don't think so. I think it's Kate. I, yeah, see, I oh, don't Catherine, think it's Kate. I like, I like it, your theory. It can't be Kate because Kate met the guy for the first time in this episode. Unless they were both faking it. I mean, which there's no real reason to do that because he walked in he's like, who the hell are you? Uh, unless it wasn't her personally, but she sent someone. And that's possible. That that is possible. Um, yeah, I mean, it could be. Uh, it could it could be all of that, and that she was hiding that because there is there is one thing that in in all this that that Kate that had got my my antennas up, which is Vanessa Cruz. Remember that he says, you know, my employer, and we all think, oh, she's working for Red. Hmm, maybe not. Maybe Vanessa Cruz is the one who designed this whole scheme. That would be within her skill set. Yeah, she's pretty impressive. Um, I don't know. I hope we see her back. I liked her. Mm-hmm. She was fascinating. Um, I love those little cubicles that she had with everything, little hair all organized. She was like OCD almost. Yeah, it was. She made me more paranoid than I usually am. Um, <laughs> That's revenge taken to a whole new level. Oh, gosh. Um. Oh. So, um, that, that's a possibility. I, I had it pegged back to prior to Agnes, um, not because of personality changes or anything, just because of timeline. I was mm-hmm. following the, and the timeline's so vague right then, because we don't know how long that, that Liz and Tom were working together to try to find Katarina. We don't, there, there are a lot of points in there that it could be weeks, it could be months, it could, you know, it could be anywhere from, like, a week to six or seven, you know, I mean, like, you just don't know, um, and so I, I had it pegged to around that time period, but we'll find out, you know, it'll come out, and that, that's very Mm -hmm. interesting, I, I like your, your mental path there that you took to get to that. Yeah, because I'm, I'm just tracking where mm-hmm. she's behaving like Red is her father to a point where she seems to have flipped for no See, particular reason. For, well, that's not entirely accurate because it could be because of the pregnancy. Because suddenly she's got this little child that's going to be dependent on her and she has to make huge decisions in which she's really freaked out about. And Liz, when she's freaked out about something, she tends to internalize. Think about back yeah. to season one when she was when she was having trouble with the adoption and Tom said... Are we still adopting? Because you'd stop talking to me about it. She just, she shuts people out is what she does. And that's exactly Mm -hmm. what she did with the pregnancy with Agnes. She shut Tom out. She shut Red out. She shut everybody out that would have any sort of influence over it. Should should have, could have any sort of influence over it. Um, I'm going to go really dark here on on Kate. Really dark. I was going to say, are we moving into Kate? Because... 
Yeah. I, I wasn't quite done with Liz. I had oh, one more okay. thing. Oh, okay. No, no, that, this is this is actually tying Liz with okay, Kate. Okay, cool, cool. So I we just want to make sure sedge, I didn't... We can sedge into, into Kate uh, from that. But this is... There is one incident in the in the blacklist that to me remains um, big dangling end with neon signs and flashes and uh, fla- you know everything uh, surrounding it, which is Liz beaten, being beaten by yeah. the guy in the plaid, um, because first she has plaid on two occasions. When he that is a, a terrible, terrible thing in, in Tessa's book right there. Well, not, not necessarily the plaid wearer. Sometimes, because if you remember, Aram was wearing plaid when Elisa was playing him, and he had no guilt. And Wrestler was wearing plaid when he was a drug addict. And he was like slamming cars into his thumb. So it just means that something is not as it seems. But, but the one thing is like... That He's trying was, to make the point that the plaid is very extensive for you. It's very yes, and and it's it began to gone into real life. When I see somebody with a plaid, I'm like, oh my god, what's going on? And then I have which to is, remind myself, it's not the blacklist. Which is really funny because the roomie wears like all plaid all the time. She's obsessed with plaid, and like we actually were joking about this the other day because I was hanging out with her in the room, and she goes. We're talking about it, and she goes, come here. And I went to her closet, and she's just got these lines of plaid shirts. I'm like, what are you not telling me? <laughs> she's a mass murderer. <laughs> I can see her being a spy. I can totally see that. She there. went to the CIA. Sorry, sorry, Rumi, I just outed you. <laughs> yeah. So the, the the funny thing with, with that with that episode to me is that it, it's obvious. He not only attacks her, he makes sure that he's a right her. He's following her. He watches her when she comes in. She wa- He watches around and he's beating her. And the beating seems particular because he breaks her ribs. Um, it, I'm almost tempted to say somebody didn't want that baby to be born. Yeah. Or that is the point where they... They do this procedure and then they leave her back, kind of like wrestler. They beat him up and they leave them in the same place. And she doesn't remember a thing. But something happened around that time. And that, and at the same time, now that you start looking at Katie different, you know, Katie sitting there, Red had the arm around her. It was such a sweet scene. But now every time that I look back and I see her using Deary, I think, oh, no, she has no good intentions here. Because she called Deary the guy in the in the in that wanted the cigarettes, the abuser. Yeah. The guy getting she, yeah, she's and- used that a lot less and a lot more purposefully these days. It's it's funny for anybody that, that ever watched Once Upon a Time. Uh Tessa, you've never seen it, have you? Mm-mm. No. Um it's it's a show on ABC that that's about fairy tales. Uh Rumpelstiltskin is my favorite over on that show when I used to watch it, and he calls everyone Deary. And if anybody watches it, it's Robert Carlyle with that gorgeous Scottish lilt of his calling people deary and so like every time she calls someone deary but it's always a a mocking sort of thing with him it's deer deary is mocking for him you know it's i suspect dear katie katie is the same yeah and that's like it's getting that way with kate and i'm just going <laughs> channeling your inner rump inner rumple there kate go for it <laughs> so i think that that he's, he's she says something interesting to him she says you're not gonna lose her no matter what happens what is what happens? 
except that she's getting beaten up. So I'm almost wondering if if Kate was responsible. I'm also thinking that Kate that, was somewhat That would working. be an excellent time to have... Excuse me. It would have been an excellent time to have snuck that in. Yeah. And then it would be... Everything weird would be attributable to... She's pregnant. Yeah. Interesting. Huh. And she was less pliable. So how much of that damage was actually made by the guy beating her and by or by her resisting any attempt to uh, be hypnotized because he remarks on how pliable wrestler was. Well, something I found really interesting to all of that, and and I, I always just attributed it to the fact that there wasn't, you know, that they, they cut-scened it. You know, the, you know, the baby's okay. Terrified Liz, done with the scene. And that was the end of the episode. Why would nobody be there for her? First name, you know, first names and, I mean, obviously Nick's Pizza. They're not going to call Nick's Pizza. But Tom Keen. Liz Keen. It's not a stretch. You know, I mean, just like, and she's got to have, and my guess is that Tom is probably still her, her point of contact in her medical records. Just, Who knows? I, I also thought that maybe she was, she didn't even come with her phone. I mean, maybe they took her phone. Yeah. I yeah. mean, there is something, there is something bizarre but in you're that right. scene. Right, it, it's fishy. It's it's. Mm. <laughs> and at the same time that they're showing, Red calls Tom, uh, and tells him, you know, that you're not gonna marry her. And and. Kate is shown before that saying, no matter what happens, you're not going to lose her, which is something that she has never said that. It's almost a little too sweet because Kate has that pinch look, whatever is about Liz. So why that? Why that scene? I know that they put it in there because it was a great time to tell us that she's pregnant, but why are you beating? They could have had that by having her faint, by having her throw up or... Yeah, like she there were the million doctor. ways. Yeah, there were yeah. million ways of doing that. So that beating is there for a reason. I agree, and, and yeah, I I agree. And we, I think we will come back to it. I hope we will mm -hmm. come back to it. So you want to talk about Kate? Um, oh, she is oh, no, killing no, I, it. I'm not, I'm not done with Liz. Um, oh. I have one more thing for Liz. I okay. I'm not a Keenler. Shipper, I am a keen squared shipper. I know Tessa's face is shocked over there. Uh, <gasps> she she just about fell off her desk. Um, <laughs> um, I know this is a shock to everybody. Um, but I I do love Russ and I do love the Liz and wrestler partnership. It's it's one of the best. It, it has been one of the best friendships in my opinion in the show. I very much appreciate it. I very much love it. And to see her come back around and be so defensive and so protective of Wrestler and then so gentle with him when she's talking him down, it was brilliant. And I loved it. And I, it was so nice to see that back around because, I mean, you had that when she talked him down from killing Jonica in season one. Yes, I was going to say, this I is mean, a parallel he, scene. He was very revved up. He was very freaked out and I mean granted he was he was hyped up and something else I thought about is 
This is the first time in ages he's been on that many drugs. You know, before, mm-hmm. when he was drugged, uh, oh, when I they... Oh, I hope they don't go back in there, because... Oh, God, I hope not. Um, like, we had it in Redemption. Oh, I know, I know. I'm just like, no, 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 no. Show how strong wrestler is. It's okay. He can be strong. It's okay. <laughs> um, but... But but I love. He looks so it. utterly confused. Oh, and and can't you imagine that poor man? I mean, to have how he knows who... what it feels to be Liz. And and that may be part of it. Is that may just open up a a whole new room of understanding for what Liz has gone through because he's he's already been one of the more understanding team members when she mm-hmm. faked her death. So this is going to open up so much more, and I really think this is all going to thread together in the end to make them decide whose side that they're on, and and what side they're on, and what they're doing, and why they're there, and and really get down to the nitty-gritty of why they're there, what they're willing to give for this, and what their purpose is on both a professional and an individual level. Because as much as you can say my order said... Because, like, like Panda Baker said to, to Cooper last last week, is this, are you seriously going, my order said this, you know, that that's what you're falling back on? Because this is very personal to every one of these people. They're making these personal decisions, and they are, they are allowing certain things, because we've seen Wrestler have serious issues with this on a personal level, and yet make sure that he's okay with it on a professional level by saying, let's look at the body count. He, he basically goes through and analyzes it and decides that the, the people they're saving outweighs the ones that are, that are weighing on his soul. Yeah. And, and he's, you know, as, as he says, none of, there is not an innocent soul in one in, in them except for Max. Except for who? And Max was a son of a criminal. The no, son H- of Hans, uh, you mean? Yeah, Hans. There okay. we go. Sorry. I just changed his name. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I don't know. As a, as a body, he looked more like a Hans to me. <laughs> like a Max and a Hans. Um, <laughs> I was like, who's Max? <laughs> like we Who's warned Max? you at the beginning, we're a little goofy tonight. <laughs> yeah, we're, it's, you know, we're getting to the end of the series. Uh, but God. this, um, it was... It was interesting to see Wrestler take the part of protecting the task force after having so many doubts yeah. over the the first the first three seasons and doubting so much. And when especially Faze... in this one as well, because he's made he's made comments this season about well, we're just basically on Reddington's payroll, and I. I, like I said, I think it comes from a personal point of view versus a professional. Samar, when he was talking to that and talking to her, yes, they have a professional relationship, but they also, they're both on the task force. Ergo, he can talk about personal things with her. Gail is not part of the task force. So, it's more, he's gonna kind of shut that off a little more. If that makes sense. He, there are things he's hiding from that. And he's looking at it... I think it bothers him on a personal level, but not. But on a professional level, he's okayed himself with it. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It does. Poor Ress. Very conflicted man. <laughs> but I think that he's getting less and less conflicted. 
funnily enough, I sense him less conflicted now. Funny thing, because I think that the wrestler of yore would have been, upon seeing that skate ring full of bodies, which according to a funny uh, review is American Dream, it's part of the American Dream, is having your little town with your body full with 86 bodies. Um, you just had to go there, didn't you? I had to go there. Um, I'll have fun with that later. Uh, but... Um, if you guys that... don't see me online, it's because Tessa just killed me. <laughs> yeah, I think she's passing out. Um, the the I, I think that upon seeing the eighty six bodies on the skate ring, uh, for now part of the American dream, Wrestler <laughs> would have been horrified and would have said, "This is it. I don't care about the task force," and would have put his foot down like he did in Esteban and says. It's a by right and wrong in murder and, and rape and, 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 and torture. And there is no bigger issues than those. Yes, I agree. And, and, and going past that, instead, he says, um, it's all right, just laugh. I can keep talking. Talk. Um, instead, he looks at these bodies and, and he sees who they are. And I think that he realizes in that moment for wrestler, the total opposite that Julian Gale was expecting. He was saying, you know what? I'm pretty good with this because there is not an innocent guy. And by killing these guys, innocent people are living because they're murderers, because they're torturers, because they're kidnappers, they're bad people who do bad things. Yes, I, I agree with that. 100%. And, and it was not something expected of wrestler in season one. And I think that's what the shock of Gail is being. He wants to go. Then he's rubber banding. He wants to go back to catching Hitchens. But undoing that, he almost becomes like Red and is pulled back again. But it's, it's that rubber banding that we we're talking about before. I actually saw a gorgeous parallel between wrestler and Liz in that point. Cause when she, um, when she was, so, I mean, and granted hers wasn't drug induced, his was drug induced, but when she was watching, um, when, when, uh, they were confronting Connolly and she was just, she was standing there with the gun and about to shoot him, mm -hmm. about to shoot him and then just bang. And I honestly expected wrestler to do it. I thought wrestler was going to pull the trigger. I think the difference in the, the, the reason why Liz was able to get to wrestler. And I think we mentioned this before. And the reason why Tom was able to get to wrestler too, when he was about to kill Solomon, because this is not the first time that we've done that. He's done this. He's gone in the situations. And listed it in season one, too, with Jonica. Yeah. It's because Tom and Liz know what you feel in those situations. That's why you're able to pull someone back because you, you've been there. You know what to say in order to get them back from there. What well, Cooper tried, but that was not what you had to say. Well, I, I've seen theories floating around that if wrestler were there, that he'd be able to pull her back. That would be fascinating for me. You know? I don't think so. 
Well, I mean, obviously I don't either, because I just wrote an AU in which he couldn't. Um, (laughs) But, like, I I do find the theory fascinating, and I would have loved to have seen... I I would love to know and and pick the John's brains apart on that. Like, I I would love to pick the John's brains apart about a lot of the Blacklist. Yes, I was going to say, boy. God, that's not the one thing. I mean, but that's it's on the list. It's somewhere on the list, you know. Um, <laughs> but no, I that that would be fascinating. Like, if if that were were flipped around, would wrestler have been able to talk her down? Because he has been in those situations. He has felt those those. He did. He did. Deep. He did with the uh, with the deer hunter. It's true. There you he go. He did with. He did with the deer hunter. Um, so yes, I think he 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 can. If um, the situation's right. Yeah, but but I think that Cooper wasn't able to say that. I I think that she was in that same state when she was pointing the gun on Red and everybody in the diner, and Red was able to get her out of there. But I don't think that it depends on the situation. But I think yeah, maybe you know what he did it once. There's no reason to suspect. That he yeah. wouldn't be able to it's, do it again. It's the fight or flight that she gets into. It, it, she gets very laser focused on that. It's it's a protective thing, I think. And um, with her, he was threatening everybody she loved. Yeah. And that's the thing with Liz is that she is capable of dark, dark things, but it's always her for good reasons um the things that have bothered her the most are the ones that happen and it's usually around her not actually things that she's done specifically like red shooting or or, or no no she shot him um the, the guy in the diner when they were on the run she shot him mm-hmm. didn't she but he was pulling a gun on on red i mean like it was it was a valid valid shot that she made she didn't shit to kill though yeah but she she blamed herself for that she blamed and herself she brought for him Ames. Too. Yeah, she blamed herself for Ames, even though she didn't. Yes, they were in that situation because of her. But I mean, you could follow that back to they were in that situation because of Tom. They were in that situation because of Red. They were, you know, I mean, like you can follow that back to Kingdom Come, and but she tends to blame herself for what she considers innocent people getting hurt, mm-hmm. whether she's the one that is actually responsible or not. I was going somewhere with that. The train just went off the rail. Um, probably was going to be about the, the choices that she's facing. Might have been. I, th- I think that's it, where it, you Well, that, it, that will be interesting. <laughs> that's where I was going. I'm sorry, guys. I haven't slept a lot this week, so... <laughs> My brain's a little frazzled. Um, but, yeah, that, that will be fascinating to see where she goes with that. With with who's innocent, who's not, and what her qualifications for that are. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking, what would it take for Liz to kill Kate herself, Ooh. or to be okay with Red killing 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 Kate? I can't see a scenario. I just threatening can't. Agnes, threatening Red, threatening Tom, threatening anybody she, in the task force. What, but would she physically? Ooh. Because she's already, and that's that's a statement that I can't remember if I've actually made it on the podcast. And I've made it so much recently that I can't remember if I made it on the actual recording. I said that I, I've been all on, Kate, you know, like all in Kate's side of the court here. 
until she screwed with wrestler and then I was done. I was like, sorry, Kate, love you, but <laughs> like that she went to such an extreme list, even with like Marvin and various other people that she she was just delivering that they they were not particularly bad people when you put them in the realm of where they work. But they they were still, they were Red's colleagues. They were doing bad things. Wrestler, like Liz said, she, he is the best of the FBI. He is the Boy Scout. He is, he does things because they are right. He's a good guy. And yet he's the first one Kate went after. And the fact that she is willing to set up, to go out of her way to set up the task force. To get... Well, she was going after after several targets with Wrestler because it was not just taking down Wrestler. That also would take down Hitchens and therefore debilitate Red's position in the Cabal. Yes, and she knows about that while Liz and none of the others do. I am, exactly. I am waiting for that fallout to come because that's not going to be pretty when it shows up. Yeah, that 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 is certainly. I mean, Kate is 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 concocting a very complex plan. It's not simple. Oh, this no. has been. This is this is not a plan cooked out in the months that she's been supposedly gone. I I can't believe that. I the more. I mean, I look back and I went through all the back scenes, and I've seen a very different Kate. This show has a way of when you look at things. Again, after you get you gain new information, you see a whole different thing. Yeah, and I, I know, I know that. I just, I'm. Still I know, I've gone, I've gone full dark on her. You have. I'm not quite willing to do that. Um, I still believe it's more of a brain injury than anything, but I do, I do think she needs to be dealt with. And I, I, I hope it doesn't come down to a death. I love Kate. I love her character. I have always been oh, fond she's, of Kate. There, there is no way for her to go but dead. Uh, yeah, she's but, gone through the irredeemable. I, I, I just hope... Uh, I, I, I've, always, I've always had trouble deciding. I, I've never found a line in the sand of redeemable versus not. It's, it's a very emotional reaction to that. Um, now... Well, in my view, she's irredeemable because I've seen, I'm, going back, I've come to the conclusion that she always went to look to work for Red in order to make sure that Red stayed away from Liz. And right. once Red went back into her life, that revenge plan that she's been cooking, she's been preserving the certain bodies, this is not new. This has been... Well, like I said last week, I, I feel like that some of it could have been a security measures she took but I don't think she's been actively planning against him but I do think it could have been a security measure certainly mm. but the fact that she's gone after wrestler makes me very nervous because she stopped it's it's the innocent versus the guilty sort of thing mm -hmm. I love Marvin Marvin Gerard is a fun quirky character and I adore him dearly he's not innocent he's he's still a criminal and so like there is a difference in her tying him to a lamppost for the cops to come pick him up than setting donald wrestler the boy scout of the fbi up for murder oh and playing of white him, house counsel it's almost like making fun of his desire for justice which is funnily enough what she's doing yeah. or claims to be doing yeah 
it's something interesting I would just like to say about Russ that so much of that was in his head. So I imagine his his imagination was filling things in that the doctor wasn't. The Boy Scout thing. That's been said by multiple people. People call him the Boy Scout. I mean, it's been picked up by the fandom, but people in, in, in the show have called him the Boy Scout before. In his little mental runabout. Reverie, yeah. Yeah, she called, she said, just another badge for your Boy Scout. Mm-hmm. And so I I find that very interesting that he basically referred to himself as the Boy Scout in this illusion. Unless that was all fed by a, a script carefully designed to, could, make, to make sense. It could have been. Um, but I, I find it interesting if it wasn't. How did she, let me ask you something. How on earth did she know about wrestlers' obsession with with Hitchens? How on earth? Those things have happened in the in the in the confines of the task force. I don't yeah, but red early season four. But red 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 talks openly about not showing his hand. Mm-hmm. Red doesn't talk that much with anything. Would I mean? What would he talk about? Wrestler and obsession with with Hitchens. In fact, he's always said to Hitchens, "You know, I can't wait to hurt you." So it's not that he, he's he's only protecting Hitchens until you know she's no longer useful. I don't know. I don't know where she'd know that for sure. She may have ears, eyes, and ears in the task, or you know, in the FBI in the task force. I don't know. That's a good question. Then it ties up to something else that we, you know, it, what, what she remembers and what she says aligns so closely to what Rostov says. Almost makes me wonder, hmm, was she working or feeding information to him? And if so, I wonder if Janet is still working for her. What, what is it that you think she, the lines? Um, Red was the American. Red took um, you took a list. Um, Red had an affair. Uh, Red is a bad yeah, man. You, Red you, is a criminal. I, I've, seen, I've seen your posts on Tumblr. I haven't. I've been so busy. I haven't gotten a chance to read all of them. But I, I don't personally. I do not believe the American and Red are two different people. I don't think there's a third. It, it could be. It could not. I, I'm. You know. I'm tending to think it is the same person. But there's a possibility that there isn't. But. It, Either way, what I'm thinking is, how does Kate know these things? No, I agree. That's, that's a very valid and very good question. And that's, I'm assuming it will come out. I hope so. I hope it's not well, just glossed over. If, if really Liz got her memories altered to forget that she had learned something about Red, and I suspect that what she had learned is that Red is her father, and that didn't quite uh, work for someone, do you not think that that's too obvious? It might be. But, you know, at this point, they can say things, the most obvious things, and we're going to say, that's nah. True. Well, I mean, and, and we're supposed to get some sort of big reveal at the end of season four. Um, and we're wrapping out into the end of the show. So obvious things, things that we've been mm-hmm. wanting to know for ages are going to start coming out. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, okay, that, that's, that's a possibility. It's a possibility. You want to go, you're done with Wrestler? Oh, 
Can never, I say that was I'm a never very, done very fine performance by Diego? I was, you know, he seemed so utterly, you know, enraged and then thoroughly confused. And it was, um, yeah, I want I'm to you. wrap him in a blanket and protect him from the world. That is all. That is all I want to do. That poor, you know, poor man. We saw wrestler in in uh, in handcuffs. <sighs> like. That's not he lost his it. he lost his gun. He hasn't lost his badge, but it, it, they took his gun and he, they led him away in handcuffs. No, he did shoot somebody outside of her house. An agent probably defending. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I just I I just feel so horrible for him right now. I just, like seriously. Oh, I think Mo- I think he's going to get we're going to get really good stories now. I, oh, oh, he's I in do, a great spot. Like I'm not complaining. I'm just like I I don't often feel the need to like wrap these characters up and protect them. I mean, like I I know that's like a thing online like I'm going to protect this person. They are my child. I will protect them. Like that's that's a thing that comes on, about online that people say. These people were all such badasses. I don't act, like even Tom. It, it took till redemption for me to go. I feel the need to protect him now. You know, <laughs> like from the other characters on this show. <laughs> and, Let's abuse him some more. I love the character. Let's get him I abused. I, yeah. Have you seen my writing? Like, I love you. Let's beat you up. Um, that's how I write. <laughs> like, you know my favorite characters by how often they bleed. Um, <laughs> yeah horrible it's what i am um alone that it's okay but anyway but this is like I, I i've got a friend that's new to the new to the fandom um and so she i hope you guys shelly shelly xo i think is her her tumblr name i've known her for years since the the marvel fandom like two fandoms back my fandoms last for years so this is from years ago i've known her she finally popped into the blacklist fandom and she's a big wrestler fan and she's in season two she's like you don't even understand he's he's going through the drug thing and i just want to protect him i'm like oh sweetie wait till season four and then like after this <laughs> last episode i'm like ah! yeah <laughs> Here so we let's go. talk about red so yes i will never be done with rest to answer your question we can move on to red but i will never be done with rest Again, Red, that's, you get me going there. So, Red, what an interesting view of Red. I mean, Red, you remember what was the promo picture of season four? The shattering? Yeah, like, not even shattering. It was like, it was a mask and it was peeling and you're starting to see. It was a partial shatter. It was a breaking. Yeah, like, you were starting to peel parts of and see the real man it was very interesting and boy are we seeing that oh my gosh all right it's red is he's going to a very i I have been i have been seesawing so badly on red this entire season i really have and i mean you guys have all heard it on the podcast as i'm like yay red do the thing no red stop doing the thing i'm going to be so angry at you forevermore i mean like i've been horrible with it and and i'm aware of this i am cognizant of this it's what happens um i have a lot of a lot of feelings with reddington um (laughs) a lot of them but right now he's going so so dark 
but he's he's not really going dark. He's revisiting the dark deeds of his past. He's no, been carrying he's this making, in his soul. He's making decisions in the now, and they are being influenced by the past. But the decision. What do you mean, for example? Yeah, yeah, uh, and I'm going into that. The decision to go to Werner's Werner, wasn't that his name? I think. Yeah, I think Ver- so. Uh, yeah, to, go, to go to Werner's house when he knew that the man knew he was responsible for his son's death. He knew what was coming. He knew he had someone in. I just, he went in there knowing he was going to kill the man. That yes. he had murdered, had, no, no, I, I don't want to say murdered his son because he, Red, he Red caused his son to die. Red did not murder him. That was not intentional. You could tell. And I, I do not question Red's. Has caused his, his I think it would be yeah. what, involuntary manslaughter? Yeah. Red, you could tell. And, no, and manslaughter because there was I nothing am, involuntary about yeah. it. I am fully on board with the fact that Red was heartbroken over that young man's death. And that it was never his intention. But he did walk into that home fully aware of what was about to happen. And even if I don't blame him for, for Hans's death, Werner's I do. That was a but there dark was, there was only In Red's world, when you get to a situation like that, you only have two alternatives. You're going to die or you're going to kill. And that's and and I know and I know I've spoken a lot about the way that Tom and and Red live because of that world that they've both been in for so long and I to an extent I agree with that but I had a very bad emotional reaction to that it was so like the fact that well if you notice what he said I would you know I I, w- I would have to pay for that but I can't because the only way he could pay for that if is is if one of his if his child dies and that's something he's it's not going to happen that's true and that's what is going to happen and that's... because Kate is on the way to expose to to literally obliterate his life yeah and and I'm wondering if that's what he's wondering if she's working towards because Kate did make the comment to Liz she said I've already failed you I'm working for Agnes now. Mm-hmm. So Which is it, it's, a pos- it's a possibility that she's willing to give up Liz to try to save Agnes in her warped, deluded sort of sense. Yeah, this is... And they, I hadn't thought is... about that before, but that, that really unnerves me. <laughs> oh. What's a possibility? It's, a, it's, a, it's definitely... I think that's what is going to. is going to be... Um, I, I think that the one who is going to end up killing uh, Kate if she dies is Liz. And it could be, I think it was Blacklister 214 that made the comment that it's possible uh, that, uh, that Kate's already dying. That she's going to die of... Yeah. Or Katerina is, or there's going to be a phone call. Red's going to say, wait a minute, um, I'm going to you know, get a phone call and she's going to say, I told you not to love her. <laughs> and then that Red would takes be out amazing. Oh. And then Red takes a gun and kills her. Oh gosh, I told you not to love her. That would be yeah. Now I need that. Why would you do that to me? Why would you <laughs> set my expectations that high? Like I mean, they're already high because of the quality that these writers write at. But that's that's too high. That's not okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> 
You can so, write it. Uh, if, if I might get written, who knows? I, I think that there is, we're, we're, I'm not thinking that red is going darker. I think that red is facing the darkness and that's what is what, what she's doing. And that may be it. And I, I think that red has been so swallowed by this world that he had, that he felt like he had to jump into to protect Liz. I think that the, the steps he took to make sure he had the power to protect Liz have actually eaten away at his soul. Yeah. Well, and he's, he's drowning he said it. it now. He said it to the to the guy who attacked Liz. You know, every time I I kill someone, a part of me dies. This is going back, you know, the 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 powerful criminal the world has been told I was that he's he's he became that. That goes all the way back to the hideous fish monologue. That goes all the things about everything about me is a lie. And he's that, not saying I'm not Reddington. He's not saying I am a lie. Everything about me is not I am a lie or I say lies. And I was going to ask you. Um, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you just brought that in lovely. I love that. Um, um, the question that I had was how do you think that empire got started do you think he started spreading rumors about himself no and then met up to those you don't think that so how do you think that empire got started because he he seemed to be trying to match up to the story he told about himself well i i think the the crux of a blacklist is is all in the years between the fire and I, I my particular theory is the fire and red disappearance is all one event, but it's all come between 1990 and 1996. And I mean he reappears in 1994, but in 1994 he doesn't even go to to Kate until 1996 97. So how did he became that? How did... That's what I'm saying. I'm wondering if maybe, because if he had to basically try to set up a false pretense to have that sort of... He paid those men that took Hans to kidnap this child, or not child, young adult, kidnap this young man... Hmm. And he paid them, and they were supposed to release him due to his influence. And due to being a man that should not be reckoned with. Not because he was a man that shouldn't be reckoned with, but because he was paying them to make it look that way and to paint that picture. And so I really got the impression that Red's... Red's... The beginning of his empire was built on that very much what you just said from the pilot it was a fantastic tie-in of everything about me is a lie he started out with a bunch of lies and then made them true mm -hmm. and that the is best way to predict the future is to you know that goes you know that's a most a favorite line of the x-files that was if you want to to uh we're in the business of of predicting the future by making it yeah it, it's a fascinating thought for me um but it, it, what Red says is very intriguing in that. He says, um, intent on building an empire 
intent on becoming the powerful world, the powerful criminal the world has been told I already was. Was he saying the one that he was a powerful criminal or had he been or did he start it because they accused him of things? He became a convenient uh, patsy for things. I don't know. Because we have that, that interesting bit from earlier in season four, from 4A. Or, no, no, no. Was, I don't, I'm so confused with so many hiatuses these days. Which um, one? 4B, and now we're in 4C. I don't know. But but, but the bit where, where Tom was... Um, Oh, what was his name? The assassin. Uh, Wendigo. No. No. Character? No. The the assassin that, that Red just created. Oh, Legat. Legat, Ed, thank Ed, you. Edgar Legat. Yeah. Like a lot of what he has been... Exactly. Goes... They, they, basically, Red went and did things, but Legat was the patsy... As you just said, he the created, patsy He created a monster to suit anything that he needed and is the it's the 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 sense you know the hat the rabbit is a magician is what i said at the i made a post about that like we at first we were seeing the magic we were the audience sitting and red was in full regalia with the smoke and the rabbit coming out and all these magic tricks and and it, it felt like he was powerful and he knew everything because we were seeing the illusion that he had worked so hard in creating. Now we're going back. Then we saw the dress rehearsal and it got a little less luster. Now we're seeing the man scrambling, the man walking in the woods in, in a in a city suit without access to anything, the man traveling in a in a, in, a, in a peasant uh, truck. So we're we're seeing beyond the mask to what started, but did he start it by becoming a criminal to protect Liz, or was he going into a mission in a, in an undercover mission when all this happened, and his mission was to be a criminal? And when all this happened, he just continued the mission and became everything that he was supposed to be. Like somebody, like he created Legat, somebody created Reddington the criminal. I don't know. I I mean, as it stands right now, it looks like he created this empire to protect Liz. But that, I mean, like, why would that be Those your are... go-to? Why, why would that be your go-to? I'm going to, my daughter is in danger. I'm going to become a master criminal. <laughs> you know? Because honestly, he, while yes, he created a lot of power in that, he also put a huge target on himself and anybody he loves. I mean, if he really wanted to protect Liz, he could have simply killed himself and leave Liz somewhere that it would be thoroughly unknown. It was a girl, except Liz had a mark. Yep. She already had a target on her wrist. That's going to come back around, I think, shortly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's a fascinating thing of, of uh, origins of, of Red, because I think you're right. That goes right back to Legat. He he does this all the time. He creates a, a powerful assassin. Well, like, yes. like Aram. <laughs> I love magic. <laughs> Prosperous. This is Prosperous 
and his books. And I think there is a reason why the original, the original um, uh, Reddington in the first, uh, the one only one they've been released before they filmed the, the pilot was originally in the army and then he became the navy and i always felt there is a little bit of prosperous here with the books and the storm i, I don't i'm sorry i'm not following the tempest the tempest oh, okay. sorry sorry yeah the tempest oh, and the books and the the magic yeah. and ariel and ferdinand the son of the prince <laughs> it's it's gonna be fascinating it's it is fascinating and there's a lot that's oh it's it's just it's an overload of information i like i i've gone through a, a rewatch or two of the of last night's episode and i still feel like i need to watch it several more times to feel like i've got a handle on it mm-hmm. on all that information cuz it's just yeah. we're getting into so much and i feel like we're getting a lot of mythology without realizing we're getting mythology yet yeah it it has it has happened before that we have to go back. I, I you know this funny because you mentioned that and I noticed something going on when I you know I do my symbols and I haven't been really having the time to watch for the symbols that have happened um, throughout this. But it's interesting because sometimes I'm thinking, you know what? I'm missing a Russian symbol. I know that there is there is Russian or or Soviet Union symbols in every episode by three. And sure, it's not that they're missing. It's that I don't know that certain people are Russians or Soviet or they started in, in the Soviet Union. They have another name. So it's yeah. it's it's usually that's everyone, what happens. Everyone has 15 names on this show. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey. Oh. Or, you know, Kate. No, Kate speak Russian. Oh, there you go. I was missing that one. It's... I, I'm a little worried, and and I'll throw this out there on, on the air here, that I'm a little worried Red's not getting out of this alive. I, I've mentioned this before, that I, it, and it ties back to, I I get this, this tie back to Fringe with Walter out of Fringe, and the way that everything he was doing, whether it looked like it or not, was to protect his son and desperately trying to protect his son who wasn't it, it, and it's if you haven't watched Fringe go watch it it's amazing <laughs> it's so many I haven't and watched it you should you would like Fringe um so many twists and turns and fantastic acting and writing um but yeah I and I know some of the writing team is is out of that that lot uh, from from what I've heard. Um, somebody is the uh, blanking on her name. She did the comics. Mm-hmm. Oh uh, yeah, she's from the fringe. <coughs> Excuse me, the fringe team. Um, but yeah, I just I think that there's a really good possibility that either Red will die by the end of it or it will be very vague. It'll be kind of a white collar in which you know, the TV show white collar in which he faked his death and then went off into the sunset and did his thing. And everybody was kind of like, I think he's alive, but we're not sure. You know, everybody they left behind. Um, I'm giving all the spoilers to all the other shows, by the way. Sorry guys. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
But uh, for anybody that wants to watch French or White Collar, sorry, I just spoiled both of them. <laughs> so you think, let me ask you, do you think that we're going to see Katerina or hear Katerina or in this yeah. in this season? I think there's a really good possibility. I, I would love for season four to end with Katerina. Like, honestly, I, I'm, I'm hooked on your thing. You know, a call comes in. You weren't supposed to love her. <laughs> that's that's what I need now. I need this. I know it's already written and filmed. I don't care. Change it. Um, <laughs> if it's not the way it is, change it. <laughs> it's, that's because it, it I will be, that. I mean, it, if you really think about it, you can put a lot of psychological things on, on, on that particular request. But that was a pretty bizarre one. I mean, yes. how can you not love somebody by request? Is that why they went for a nanny that seemed to have really attachment problems? Because she wasn't particularly normal. Yeah. Why was it important that you don't love the child? I mean, most people would have preferred that the nanny loves the child. Um, so why not? Unless it was because when you love somebody, you make decisions to protect that child against even yourself or common sense. And when you don't have all the facts you make mistakes. Yeah, and that could be. Um, it'll be interesting. I I would love for that to be how Katarina comes back in. I do think she's coming. I, I think she's on the horizon. Um, I think we're about it? wrapped up, yeah. Because yeah. we've been talking for a long time. Oh, God. Well, considering we started this, we started this podcast like five times. So I'll edit most of it out, but we started it like three times. <laughs> Yeah, we got so giggly. Yeah, we've read something funny. It's very funny. The internet, it makes us laugh. We giggle. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, so guys, we love you. We hope you'll listen to us on iTunes, YouTube, and SoundCloud. And please, 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 if you have comments, questions, concerns, statements, what have you, you can leave them on Facebook, Twitter, or Tumblr, and or Tumblr. Uh, we'd love to hear from you guys. It's It brightens our day and makes us happy, and we smile. <laughs> We're both smiling right now. You can't see us, but we are. It's a lot of teeth showing. <laughs> uh, but, yes, we'd love to hear from you guys, and, and we'd love thoughts. We, we'd love for you guys to share theories. We've had people share theories with us before, that's so much fun because, I mean, like, I may not be a theorist per se, but I love hearing random theories, even if they're well, out you, there you, and they're crazy. The best and... thing about, about um, I think, that, that you contribute a lot to theories because sometimes it may have a vague idea, but when you analyze a character, then the idea either makes sense or it becomes thoroughly ridiculous and, you know, it has to be discarded because it just doesn't fit with the person. I'm, I'm going to bite my tongue on thoroughly ridiculous theories um <laughs> that i feel are thoroughly ridiculous <laughs> hey we've all had them i had quite a few and yet there are the zombie theories that don't die i had i had katarina carla was katarina in as soon as carla appeared and then i said oh can be now it's fully back on i've had i've had so many crazy theories going on that has come back full circle now is i'm pretty sure that liz have always known and now it makes sense if her memory was were erased again why she's been acting so crazy and i tell you guys if that happens 
you gotta admit that the plotting level of a blacklist is amazing. And with that, hope to see you next week. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Bye.